Welcome to the Growing Green Landscapes Podcast with Jeremiah Jennings. While still in his early 20s, Jeremiah already runs a successful six-figure lawn maintenance company. Listen in as he and his guests share the things that have brought them success that can help you in your business. As a young entrepreneur in the green industry, Jeremiah emphasizes the tips and tricks involved in running a lawn maintenance business while discussing the principles applying to all small businesses. If you're wanting to grow, become profitable and professional, you're in the right place. And now, here's your host, Jeremiah Jennings. What's going on, everybody? Thanks for tuning in to another episode today here on the Growing Green Podcast. This is your host, Jeremiah Jennings. And man, I'm excited to be coming to you today with another fresh new episode here on the show. Thank you for tuning in. We never want to get over that. It's always, uh, never take it for granted, all, all of you out there who listen to the show and support us. And uh, just let us know that the show is helping and, and growing the community and helping people out there. Uh, we love to do it. We love to, to bring out this content, and I'm going to keep doing it uh, as long as I uh, as long as I can. Let's just say that. Don't, I'm not going to make any promises for how long it will be, but we're going to keep it coming for as long as we can, and I really enjoy it, and don't see it coming to an end anytime in the near future. So for today's show, this is going to be a solo episode, and honestly, I don't really love solo episodes most of the time because I'm not that good at... Uh, I'm not I, I'm not the best person to sit here and just listen to and, and talk. I'm not really good at that. Uh, I'm, I, I feel like I'm pretty decent at having conversation with people and, and picking out points and, and asking decent questions. But uh, when it comes to just sitting here talking solo, that's not my, my best trait. Um, but today I'm actually pretty excited about this one. I, I'm going to go ahead and preface this by saying I'm not the best economist. I, I don't know all the best terms and values and numbers and, and everything like that because this is one of those things where I'm going through this like you guys out there who are young in business. And uh, being young in business, you don't really know all these things about uh, the economic uh, world and the growth of the economy. And you don't, I, we haven't been in it long enough to see the cycles and the, uh, the terms of presidents that have come and gone. And if you've been in it for 15 or 20 years, you've seen this, you've seen this cycle and you've seen people come in and go out and, and how things go up and down. And, and you just kind of see how that works. And when you've been in business for that period of time, you just you learn, you pick up, you self-educate, you learn from other people out there and other successful business owners on topics about how the economy works, and so it and it all goes back to what what you how much you pay attention to school. And, and I'll tell you, I'm I'm not the most educated person when it comes to that. Like I said, should have paid should have paid better attention in my uh, economics class in eighth grade. But anyway, moving on to today's topic and, and what we're going to talk about today is. We're going to talk about how to survive a recession as a business owner. And the thing is, let's go ahead and get out of the way. Recession is coming, whether you like it or not. Whether you want to believe it or not, it's coming. And if you listen to anything out there, you listen to any leader who's in a business position or a business owner or a role like that, any business podcast, entrepreneurship, leadership role, they will tell you, anybody who's been in it, the test of time they've stood the test of time they can tell you recession is coming you look at you look at the past you look at what has led up to recession all those things are falling in place we're heading that direction now that can be a scary thing recession is a big word and it's uh it's one of those things i've done some research just here and there as i've thought about this topic and what we're going to do in today's show and um it's just one of those things that's like i don't know recession is scary and, and i feel like if you're young in business you think you hear recession and you're like what does that mean i don't i don't know what a recession is that that's something that's a very value i mean it's a very 
it very very well could be you because it was me at some point and uh, not that long ago, honestly. What is a recession? And so let's just, what is a recession? Let's talk about the definition of a recession. Webster's Dictionary says it's a period, a period, I was going to say a periodic. It's a period of temporary economic decline during which trade and industrial activities are reduced, generally identified by the fall in GDP in two successive quarters. So we've all seen that. We've seen the the GDP decline over the past uh, couple quarters and um, since this last, uh, I don't know, I guess you could say the uh, the presidency, whoever. I, I, I can't think of the, man, I can't think of the name of like their term, this regime. I don't know what you want to call it, but since they've been in there, since this, since this office has been in office, um, we've seen how we've seen the process of the downhill spiral of, of what we see is coming in the future. So, recession is coming. We just gave the definition of that. What is it? Well, what I want to talk about today is what we can do as business owners, people who are young in business, or maybe if you're not young in business, maybe you've been in business for ten years. Who knows? But because you've been in business for ten years, you really haven't really seen a uh, you haven't been through a recession yet. If you have not been in business past 2008, really, between 2008 and 2010, um, you, you really haven't seen, you haven't really been in business during a recession. So, like, what do you do? We've been we've been in business, and we've done pretty well. Ever since I've been in business, the economy has been booming. I don't know what to do when a recession happens. I've never been through one. So, I felt like it was necessary that I should come on here and, and talk about that a little bit because I've been reading. Uh, so, so what sparked this? And and if you want to make the, if you want to write out a title here in your in your brain, like a like a preacher does for a sermon, my title would be how to thrive in a recession, not just survive as a business owner, um, because you don't want to survive, you want to thrive. And and I, I don't. I mean, there's going to be points where you probably do have to survive at some point. But I want to set my business up for success where I'm not just surviving, but I'm thriving instead. Um, I've been, I, man. I was just scrolling on Facebook earlier today, and and as I was reading, I, somebody's post came up and was just. Talk, I don't remember who it was, but I was talking about how business is struggling this year, and inflation's going up, and gas prices are going up, and and, and material costs are going up. Everything's going up, and profits are going down, and business is struggling. He's trying to make ends meet, and he's get he's getting really discouraged and down on himself. He didn't know how much longer he was going to be in business, and it just got me thinking. Man, that how how many people do I know that could be in that boat? Could I be in that boat in 12, 16, 18 months? Um, I don't know. That's the thing is it, we don't know how bad it could get. And I don't think it's going to be as bad as what some people are saying, but I think it's going to be worse than what other people are saying. Um, I, I just – I'm – really interested to see what happens I, I don't know I'm I expect to learn a lot for over the next two to three two to four years um, because it's going to be a time where this is the first time that I've owned a business going through it and I'm going to definitely have some struggles and some uh, I'm going to have to grow a lot through this period I'm going to have to self-educate a ton I'm going to have to study up on the economy and just learn a lot I've got a lot of learning to do and a lot of growing and I think that's the case for a lot of us out there a lot of us business owners out there, and there's just a lot of work to do as business owners outside of the business when it comes to running the business in, in other areas. So um, recession, that's what we're talking about. That's kind of what fueled this. Is I've thought about it for a while, and then I saw that post, and I was like, man, we got to get on. We got to do a podcast about this because it's just something that I feel like is coming, and, and it needs to be talked about because it's it's it could really 
puts you out of business very quickly if if you're not set up for success the right way. So what I have is a, I have a list of points here that I've just kind of came up with and and wrote out and I've just thought about and I, and I kind of tweaked some and and turned some and I and I've gotten some some of these from some other people out there who I've who I've read about and what they've done as business owners to as, and entrepreneurs to survive recessions and uh, kind of made these my own. But I want to go through them and and talk about these because it's some that. Some some of these you hear every day. Some of these you hear, but you 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 don't really think about it in terms of why would I do that? Why, like you don't you think about it for different reasons other than I would do that to thrive in a recession. And and as I went through these and kind of made these my own and thought about them and how I can apply these in my own business, um, it really hit home. I was like, man, I need to I need to really check up on some of these and become a lot better at, in, in a lot of these areas as a business owner because if I don't. I'm gonna be in big pro- I'm gonna be in big trouble. So, uh, the first one is, well, let's just go back to recessions in general before we get into the list of things. If you don't believe me yet, recession we've had eight, we've had 18 over the last hundred years, roughly somewhere in there. 18 recessions over the last hundred years. So they are scary. Like I said, they they can be scary. They don't need to be. If if you go through this list and you do them the right and you do these things the right way, you can be prepared. But we've we've had eighteen, so they're they're scary, but they're common. Okay, it happens. It kind of resets things. And the thing with the thing that you can take from this is that eighteen over hundred years. What it, what these recessions do is they put the bad businesses out of business. The people that aren't really running a successful business, a profitable business, it just puts you out of business because you don't know you don't know your numbers. You don't know, you don't know all these things that we're going to go through. You're not doing them well, and and if you're not, it, the recession will will cancel you out. All right, and so. That's what we're heading to, uh, and we're going to kind of just talk over some points on how to combat that and how to thrive instead of survive. So, in one, let's go to let's go to just point number one. I guess you can call it uh, one one thing that I've written here is up level the skills that are in your trade. So, if you're in the lawn care industry, which a lot of us listening in, I think are, if you're in the lawn care industry, how can you get better at what you do? Take your skills to the next level. And, and and all the skills that you need in your business when it comes to, um, I don't know, marketing, when it comes to relationships building, when it comes to uh, the, the act of mowing grass, when it comes to uh, the act of edging and weed eating and trimming and, and everything that goes along with running your business, the skills involved to run your business. Make a list of those that, that you have to have to run your business. And then go through that list and make a scale on a 1 to 10 and number them, and, and what order are they in, and put those in order, and which should come first to make that you need to make better. If you look at that list, you say, I need to make that one better, and you should go through that order and make those better in that progression. So if you if you think you need to up your you need to up your marketing uh, over the next two to four years or six to eight months or however soon, then you need to put that at a, if you need to if you think your marketing needs to be done like now, that needs to be number one. Okay. If you need to, if you think uh, you're pretty good at building relationships, but you're pretty good, you could you could get better, but that's not like the forefront of your list. Make it your fourth priority or something like that. But go through it and do whatever fits your mold, whatever fits your business, and and mark those things and put your uh, level of, I guess, importance on them, and pick one to just start fixing today. Up level those up level those skills of whatever skills in your business you need. Up level those and take them to the next level because if you don't, let's let's just go back to cutting grass for a second. If you need to, if that maybe that's your number one thing, you need to just up level your grass cutting skills. If you're getting in and you're you still don't know really how to do it, you're still learning. You're trying you're you're trying to figure out how to stripe. You're trying to figure out not, how to how to not scalp. How to do a three? How to turn your zero turn without tearing up a yard? 
those are things you need to know before heading into a recession. Because guess what? If you're not doing good, if you're not doing good work and you're already charging a high price, then people are going to be looking for you. They might not leave you for the high price, but they're going to leave you because you're not doing good work. So you got to get that good work aspect figured out first, and then you can charge that high price. And then they'll realize, hopefully, hopefully they'll realize what they're getting there is worth paying for. So that's a that's that's kind of one of them there that that I wanted to hit on is is take figure out your skills that are required to run your business and maybe you're a hardscaper or you install French drains or whatever it is in your company that you do in your industry take that up level your skills put them on a put make a list of level importance and then take those and and take them to the next level number two I guess you could say is build better relationships and the thing with that is how do how can you build better relationships and and why is that so important in a in a recession if you, if you you could ask me that why would i why do i need to have better relationships for a recession like how does that help me okay I, one example that i was thinking of is just like when you build better relationships it helps you with your marketing and and we'll talk about marketing here in a little bit but the thing with that is when you build those relationships those people are the ones that are going to be turning to you when they when we're all hurting when we're all searching for the next dollar, when we're all out there trying to make ends meet and get by, then if you have a good relationship with somebody, they're still going to refer you. Just because just because we're in a hard time doesn't mean they're not going to refer you to somebody else. If you if, But if you have that good relationship, then then they're going to refer you. That's what I'm saying. If you don't have that good relationship, they might not. They might just say, hey, go find somebody that's cheap. All right, Or that might be what they do is if they don't know you, they don't know that you cut grass, they don't know that you do a really good job, they might just go look for the cheaper option. They might not. They might not know. So you have to build those relationships, and, and don't just. You got to get in your community. You got to network. You got to communicate with your with your local officials, maybe your council members and chamber of commerce and all that stuff. You need to get involved in that stuff, and really, that can take your business to the next level just because the relationships that you build. Build relationships with other business owners in the area, other small business owners, if you build those relationships with them, then they you can turn to them to help you during this time of recession. If we get in this thing and you're like, man, I'm drowning, I don't know what to do, and and the, the first person you know to talk to is 3,000 miles away across the country. Like I, We know people that are across the country, but if that's your first option, sure, you can pick up a phone, but they can't really help you because they're not really in, in your market. They don't know what's going on in your area. But if you get out and you and you network with your local community and small business owners in your community, then you can take that you can take that relationship and take it to the next level because you can go and ask them for help. Hopefully, and they'll help you. And just and and you don't have to even if it's in the same industry, you don't have to say how can I get more clients. You can just say, man, how do I how do I run the back end of my office? How do I how do I figure out how to get my numbers right? How do I do this stuff just to just to survive this recession? So that's one thing about relationships, and, and and I talk about relationships and networking on here all the time. So I'm not going to harp on that too long. But uh, I thought that one was a really good one. And you got to um, you got a bit of better relationships with your employees too. That's something that you need to start now if you have employees. Uh, and and like I said, like I've said this before, I'm not going to talk about things that I don't have experience with. And and I don't have experience hiring ten or fifteen employees at a time. I keep two or three at the most. So with my two or three guys that I have, I always try to keep good relationships with them. And we're going to talk on employees a little bit later. Uh, We'll come back to that. But uh, you want to definitely start furthering relationships with your employees. Uh, A third one is current offers versus your needs. So what are you offering versus what what your customer needs? Uh, And and a a good example of what I thought this would be is we talked about this kind of post-COVID was, 
um, the maintenance business did really, really well. And and honestly, all home business, home service businesses did. So it was, it was a weird time. I mean, government printed money. People had money to spend. Um, they were wanting to spend money. So they wanted their patios built. They were wanting all that stuff. But in a time of recession, people are trying to pinch pennies. They're not trying to spend money. So in my, in my point of view, a maintenance business could do really well over, uh, you could say, just an install-only business. So Maybe you install only now, but you should get to the point where you're doing maintenance on your installs. So maybe your HVAC unit system, and you, we actually have one here near us that, that does my help, my home. They do new installs, but they're now offering a service program where they can come back and service your unit once a year and keep it up to date. So they're going to get all those new install clients. They're going to get them signed up for a service program, and that doubles. I mean, it doesn't double your income because obviously a service call isn't what a new install costs, but it, it doubles your your I don't know your visits or whatever out there, and, you, and you're generating more revenue because of that. So maybe you're installing patios right now, uh, and, and that's what you do. You in, you do new installs. Well, maybe you want to find a service. Maybe you want to find irrigation service or something. You get get something that you think you can do, and start offering that maintenance, that servicing. Because during recession, service still has to happen. New installs don't have to happen. The patio can wait for three or four years or ten years if it has to. But installs, if they if they have to water their grass in a, in a drought, people really care about that. If you're in California, you have to water. Okay, if you're in Florida, you have to water in the heat of the summer. So if their irrigation system's messed up in a recession, they're still going to pay to have it fixed because it's got to be fixed for their yard to get watered for they to have green grass. And green grass matters to a lot of people. So what I'm saying is that in that is figure out what you're currently offering versus what the customer currently needs and, and what their customer is going to need in a recession. So if we're heading that way now, obviously over the past two years, the needs are changing from what they're going to need. All right. They're going to need service. They're going to need maintenance over the next couple of years. They're not going to need new installs necessarily. I don't think so. I'm not saying you can't run a business doing solely solely installs. I know plenty of people that do that and plenty of people that probably will. But I'm just saying if you want to add a little extra revenue in during this recession time and want to help yourself thrive during the recession, think about doing turning into service and maintenancing uh, as opposed to just doing install only because you want to offer what the customer needs. Number four. I think this is number four. I've already lost count. Next point. <laughs> uh you want to offer good payment plans. You want to offer things that the customer can, you want to ask good customer, good access for the customer. And this is something that we've already talked about uh, with CRMs is you definitely want to offer in a CRM. I mean, most all CRMs offer online payment nowadays. Uh, but one thing that I was thinking about, and I've, I forgot who I was talking to about this, but I really believe that checks are going to become a thing of the past pretty soon. Uh, in the next five to 10 years, I think checks are going to become outdated. And because the th- banks are going to start charging for checks, I think. They're going to start charging to process checks. And some banks already do. Some banks already do charge to process checks like remote deposits and things. Um, so if you're the guy that just g- give me the check under the grill or put it under the mat or whatever, you might want to start getting away from that. You might want to look into, and, and you do need to look into a CRM, but even if you don't look into a CRM, which you should, but if you don't, if you decide, hey, I don't want to do that, I'm just a pen and paper guy. All right, if you don't do that, please don't be so naive to not even get an online payment system. Go to a Square or a Stripe or something like that and get something set up and get a little card swiper you can put in your phone and, and take card payments that way. If they're all, if the customer's always home, then that's okay, but just take that card and, and swipe it while you're there instead of getting a check. You want to offer good access for the customer over these next 18 months. And, and a thing with that is... Uh, 
the thing the thing that you can take with that is, I, as we said, I think checks are going to start. You're going to start having to pay to, to process checks eventually. I think uh, so. It would also save you money in your business and, and help you become more profitable. Next point. Multiple revenue sources. That's a big one. Uh, and if you listen to any entrepreneur, um, any millionaire has multiple revenue sources. They have seven seven uh, sources of income is what I think what the average is or something like that when it comes to uh, to millionaires is they have multiple, multiple s- sources of revenue. And that's something that we're working on personally in, in our company is uh, right now we have the lawn maintenance company and, and it does good. It does the landscape company. It does good, um, but we're looking at other other ways to increase our revenue and increase our net worth, and and other companies that we can start here on the side and side hustles, and uh, whether it be social media one day or uh, other companies. I don't, I'm not going to get into that because it's just all dreams and hopes. But uh, real estate and maybe vending and and things like that we have in our area that we have good opportunity to get into. We need to start looking into that because if if you don't start now, it's going to be a lot harder to get into it when you're in the middle of a recession. If you don't have if you don't have a lot of cash on hand and and it's risky, it's a risky risky time to be starting a company in the middle of a recession because uh, if it goes bottoms up, then you're in, you're in real big trouble. You don't know what kind of pe- money people are going to spend on it. Uh, you you could be in really big trouble on that. So. Uh, you just want to start with your multiple sources of income. You want to start now, and and it might not be something huge. Maybe it could be. And you, this could go back to maybe a couple points too. Within your multiple sources of revenue, like us, we have lawn maintenance service, but we also have landscape install service. So that's kind of two sources of revenue because uh, we have our maintenance clients, but then we also have our install clients. I think our installs will significantly drop if we head into a recession like everyone thinks, but I think our maintenance will be okay. So instead of just, like I said, just having our installs, we have our maintenance too. So uh, just it, multiple sources. If you run a landscape company or whatever company you do, just start maybe other divisions of your company you can start adding on, uh, even if it's not new new companies, new businesses outside of that one. Uh, see, see if you can add on any other new divisions to just start uh, adding some more cash flow and, and becoming more profitable in that, in that one business. The next one, uh, this one actually I got from a lady that I was watching a video, and uh, I actually like this. I haven't thought that much about it, but uh, getting a business line of credit before the recession happens. Because here's the thing, you don't maybe people want to run run debt free. That that is true. Having a business line of credit doesn't mean you're in debt. You don't have to use the business line of credit. I have a business line of credit. We have one, and it sits there. It, but it's there if I need it. If it's there if if something happens where I can't get out there, and, and there's no need to even get into all that. But it's there if you have to have it. So the thing with the recession is, if you have that, you already have it in place beforehand. It's better to have that in place than to have to shut your business down because you don't have money on hand. Like it's better to carry that credit and that debt than to have to shut your business or lay off employees. That's the thing is like when it comes to the recession is there's, it's going to affect a lot of things. It's going to affect your cash flow. It's going to affect your profitability. It's also going to affect your. It's also going to affect your employees. We're getting to employees here in a minute. We're going to talk about that some more. But uh, think about getting a line of credit if you don't have one already. Uh, reach out to your local bank, your local credit union, and I, and I think they can really help you. That's a good thing that I think you should have set up anyway. It helps in. It helps with your business credit anyway. You need to have some business credit. Um, so if you don't have that, look into getting that. Uh, the next point is know your numbers, man. How many times have we talked about know your numbers? Is that something that's overstated or what? Uh, maybe, maybe it's not overstated. It just doesn't always get really highlighted and emphasized as much as it should. So knowing your numbers, I think is, I mean, man, it's one of the most crucial things in running your business. Uh, but knowing, knowing your numbers is, 
man, there's so many areas we could go from here. But if you don't know your numbers in a recession, you can really, really end up in a in a deep dark hole. Uh, what kind of what are subscription services do you have? How much are you paying for insurance? What are your loan payments? What interest do you pay on those loans? Uh, how much do you spend eating out a month? How much do you spend on fuel? What is your rent and your mortgage? What is what are your all all your basic budget items? What are your utilities? What what are all the things involved in running your business? And and you got to get that down to a fine fine print and say how much am I spending on small tools and equipment? Am I buying a shovel every now and then or like how much am I spending on that a month on average? Because if you don't know that stuff now, you're going to end up upside down. You're going to end up upside down in your business. You very well could. So one thing is like marketing. If you're if you're paying for marketing, then when you look at your marketing, you need to be you need to be getting that to the point. Of if you, maybe you're paying for multiple marketing uh, outlets, like you're doing Facebook ads, you're doing Google My Business, you're paying for those. Maybe you're running some ads on Instagram. Uh, maybe you're uh, running some local newspaper ads or something like that. I don't even know everybody does that anymore, but uh, just things like that. If you're if you're posting on a on a billboard or whatever, if you're on multiple marketing outlets and and multiple uh, places out there. Look, you need to you need to know which one of those are giving you the best return on investment. What what it which one gives you the best ROI? Because if not, you're gonna end up you could end up canceling the one, and that this all goes back to knowing your numbers because you can end up canceling the one that was making you the most. And and hopefully, if it's making you the most, then you know that. But if it's making you the most, then you need to keep that one and get rid of the three bottom feeders who don't give you anything because you could take that money and put it towards payroll or put it towards. Uh, fuel or anything like that that I mean fuel's outrageous right now like man it's it's crazy 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 uh, I got a memory on my phone today of one year ago today I'll, I'll actually post this on my Instagram and uh, one memory ago today one memory ago one year ago today I got a, I got a memory from them and it was a hundred and I think three dollars to fill up my truck my diesel and I thought that was a lot. I was like, man, hundred three bucks. That's that's a lot to fill up a diesel, and, and that was thirty four gallons. That was that was full from empty to full to the brim. Today, that same truck, thirty four gallons, was one hundred and eighty two dollars to fill that thing up. So eighty two or eighty, what is that? One hundred and four to eighty two. I mean, uh, seventy eight dollars more in in one year in twelve months. Seventy eight dollars more to fill up my truck than it was. A year ago, twelve months ago to date, it was one hundred and four dollars. Now it's one hundred eighty four. Whatever I said. So uh, you got to know that stuff. You got to know your numbers, and, and it's only going to get worse. That's what I'm saying. Like things are going to continue to get worse, and before they get better, and that's okay. I don't. I don't want to do this podcast to scare you. I want to do this podcast to prepare you, and, and because I want to be prepared, and I'm trying to listen to people who are preparing me. Because if I'm not being prepared, then I'm not going to thrive. I'm going to survive and hopefully survive. That's the thing is if you don't know this stuff, you won't even survive. So know your numbers, get down to the nitty gritty of it. Know, know what you're spending. Where can you, uh, into the next point here, where can you trim the fat? Where can you trim the waste? And, um, you don't want to be spending on subscription services you don't need. And maybe it's one of those things that it's a $10 Amazon or something that you don't really even use, but, or, or, uh, I don't know. There's a ton of what it could be an, an editing app for Instagram posts or something like that. $10 a month. You don't really even use it, but Hey, you did it in 2020 when business was booming. I mean, 120 bucks a year, that's nothing. But in 2023, 2022, 120 bucks a year could turn into something because the thing is, is 120 bucks now isn't, isn't what it was in 2020. And it's just that simple. So you got to know down to the nitty gritty, those small subscriptions, all those small purchases, um, food, eating out, all that stuff, 
what are you spending? You got to know your numbers. If you don't know your numbers, then uh, you could really end up. And, and I'll give a, a little plug here for uh, John Pajak and, and his business coaching that he does when it comes to uh, uh, budgeting and, and everything like that. Budgets, break evens, and bottom lines. That's you can find that on uh, greenindustrypodcast.com for him. And and I haven't personally done that. I, I've thought about it, doing that, and, and I'm still thinking about it. I honestly might do that. Uh, John's a great guy. He's super smart. He could very. He's very. Uh, good at educating and he's a wealth of knowledge so if you need help figuring that stuff out go check that out and and get with john about that it's definitely not a free course but it's worth every penny that you pay uh john john will greatly greatly help you out so let's circle back to kind of the employee talk that i keep saying we're going to get to uh you got to treat your employees really really well right now Uh, and i'm not saying you kiss up to them but i'm saying you want to make sure that they know that they're that they're appreciated and that they're loved and, and you really like having them there because if you don't and man, when times get tough, how are you gonna how how are you gonna keep them? Because the thing is, is like, and, and I know typically in a recession, jobs drop off. Like you think it's it's hard to go get a job, so your employees aren't gonna go anywhere. But you never know; they just might. I mean, we we have plenty of plenty of jobs out there to be taken, and we know that labor is tough right now. So it, there's a lot that's gonna happen. A lot that's gonna have to happen for that whole thing to change. And if you're not treating your employees well, if you're not making sure that they know that they're appreciated and taken care of, then when that time comes, if you can't pay them what they need to be paid or give them the hours they need to be got given, then they might just haul off and leave. And, and, and they might not have any, uh, I don't know, I guess you could say any loyalty to you because you they don't really think you care about them, so why should they care about you? So you want to start that now, and you want to start that now, I mean, it, recession or not, you want to just have a good relationship with your employees, but I think now more important than ever, um, always always do what you can to help them, and in ours, like, I, I'm not the best employer for sure, I don't, I've got a lot of things to work on and, and grow and learn, like, I, I, I'm not, I haven't had a bunch of employees, so I don't know really the best the best things to do but like we always try to buy their lunch at least once a week we try to uh give them a little incentive to get some stuff done we have an early day here or there or come in late one day and and get a late start maybe work a little later if they want to sleep in just just different things that that you think that you can do to offer your whatever fits your business model like i said some people can't do that but when it comes to the whole sleep in thing and and work later but um, just just do whatever works for you and your company, but just make sure you're treating your employees with the the best the best ability that you can, and make them know that they're loved and they're appreciated. Because uh, when times get tough, you just got to make sure that uh, in 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 the recession, if things do get tough, that you always want to you always want to do what you can to keep them too. So like another another thing off of that is that if you do have them, you do have employees and you're you're treating them well and all that, you already do that. But what if what if you get there and you're like, okay, man, I don't know, we don't really have the work to um we don't really have to work to keep everybody. Like you gotta do everything you can to keep your employees on. Like try to try to cut their hours before you fire them. Don't don't just fire them. Try to cut their hours and keep them on. Try to keep their um pay rate the same. Try not to drop their pay rate. You, I mean you wanna you wanna pay them fairly for what they're doing and the thing with that is like you got it that that goes back to knowing your numbers though like are you paying them something that you can afford no and we talked about this in our in our uh, or no we didn't that wasn't something we talked about on air but um anyway you just you just got to know a lot of percentages when it comes to employees and stuff and that stuff i'm still figuring out so i'm not gonna like i said i don't give advice on things i don't know a lot about I'm still working on the percentages and stuff of what employees should be making and when and it comes to like percentages versus uh, wages versus income and all that stuff. So 
Anyway, that's a, that's a long employee talk. It's kind of a rant, but just know that that you got to treat them right. You got to take care of them because they're going to be the ones taking care of you uh, in in the long run. So, the next one is an emergency fund, and this kind of goes back to like a Dave Ramsey thing. I don't know. Some people love Dave. Some people hate Dave. Uh, I kind of like what Brian said on his one of his recent podcasts. Is like he's great for a W two employee. Uh, if you want to just save up and live debt free and and have a good retirement, then and and you just you pay taxes every year. Your W two, you get all the stuff. I mean, we all pay taxes, but if you're good, he's good for W two employee. Pretty much is what I'm trying to say. Uh, I think for when it comes to a, an entrepreneur, he's not that good. Uh, I, I don't really like his policies when it comes to that. But hey, he's made a lot of people wealthy, and he and he's helped a lot of people along the way. So he, what he says is great, and his baby steps work for a lot of people. So not saying that stuff doesn't work. I'm just saying I don't think it is the best. Uh, it is the best advice for the life of an entrepreneur, but. Anyway, with that being said, emergency fund. That's what I was going is if you don't have an emergency fund, that could really hurt you too. You want to have you want to start building that wealth now while you can. You want to take on those extra jobs. Uh, you want to do that extra work while you have it. And, and you want to you just want to work really hard right now. You want to just start saving your money. Uh, with this with this emergency fund, you want to know like I mean, a lot of people say 6 months of your um, Businesses expenses and and payroll. That's the thing you want to cover payroll too. And what's your and what you'd be getting paid? You want to cover that because if you're a successful business, then it's what the business makes after everything and everyone has been paid. So you want your emergency fund to have all that covered in there in it. So if you need to you need to save if you if you I mean if you are if you're running six thousand dollars a year five thousand dollars a month then you're going to need thirty thousand dollars for a, for an emergency fund if that's what you're running and if that's if, and that's obviously just a, an easy number to, to throw in there but um, six months is something that it works good for some people some people don't like that some people need a 12 month emergency fund to feel better uh, do whatever works for you but I think a three to six month is is necessary in your company that you should have and, and these are when I when I say this stuff like I know a lot of people probably don't have this stuff and, and and hey, maybe you do. Maybe you do. if you do, kudos to you. I'm so happy for you. I'm, I'm. I shouldn't say I'm proud of you. That doesn't mean anything. But uh, I'm happy. I'm proud. These are all things that I'm working on in our in our business right now. Uh, this is just part of being young in business. And and a lot of people don't have. A lot of people are reinvesting at this stage. You don't have a ton of money to throw into emerge in an emergency fund because you're reinvesting everything. You're not taking profits, but. It's just something that, man, hard times are coming, so you might want to just think about that stuff, these these things, these points, uh, this emergency fund as we as we move forward. Because uh, I just think that it could, I think it could end up helping you in the long run having that having that cash sitting there. So uh, that that's kind of the the end of the list, of the things that I had. I mean, I don't want to ramble too long. We've already sitting at thirty five minutes, so I, I don't want to take too much of your day here. We try to keep these solo shows short because I don't want to. I just don't want to ramble. I don't like listening to people ramble all day. Uh, but man, just just work hard. Take on the extra work right now while you can. It's a lot. Uh, I know. I know it's a busy time of year right now. Spring is, is still going strong. Um, we're not even to the summer really uh, summer months yet. Almost into June. I think midway through June, the kind of the spring rush dies off. But uh, we're still going strong here in Alabama. I know. I see everybody, everybody I see on Instagram is going strong as well. So uh, that's a good thing, man. Take those. Take that work while you can. Save up those pennies. Uh, hoard your nuts like squirrels do. I mean, get ready for winter. Uh, literally, we need to get ready for winter for us. But then also, just in, in terms of recession, save that money. So um, I don't know. 
I hope this helps somebody out there today. If, if this was, if you were struggling and you're like, man, this is just a tough time, then maybe you can start working on some of these points and it'll help you uh, and your company and maybe just help you get, maybe help get you out of slump uh, or maybe just give you something, some action steps to take to, to get started. That's the thing is like, one thing that I wish we had more of in today's world when it comes to like uh, business podcasts and leadership and stuff is like, I mean, I want action steps. As a person who who wants to get better and wants to educate myself, give me some action steps. Give me some things that I can do personally to to get the ball rolling and get started. Uh, and, and if you would like to see more of that, shoot me a DM. Let me know or, or comment on the on an Instagram post or whatever. Uh, leave a leave a rating and review down below, and in your rating, say, "Hey, I listened to this episode, and uh, I think that we just should get some more." Um, we should get some more call to actions and just some points to get started. So. Um, if you liked it today, man, would you leave a rating and review? I mean, I'm not, I'm not going to sit here and ramble anymore. I, I'm just going to, I'm going to end it right there. I hope the talk has helped you at in some way, shape, or form. If it has, leave the rating and review. Those really help us. And, and I don't want to just get on a soapbox and, and talk about ratings and reviews, but they really do. They really do help social proof us. And we've gotten a pretty good amount. We've kind of stalled out recently, though. Uh, we need to get those things flowing back in here, especially this time of year, as uh, this should be a hot listenership time because everybody's busy. Everybody's on the mowers and listening to the show. So share the show with your friends, too. Uh, we love hearing new, new stories and new listeners coming in. Uh, I get a couple messages a week, really, man. I really do get a new couple messages a week talking about how they found the show and how we're growing and getting better. And um, they didn't know it existed, and now they're it's helping them and their companies. And that's just, man, that's the best thing that we can hear. That's better than any money, any sponsorship, any brand deal that we could get from this. It's just hearing that we are being a help to other companies and other businesses out there, and other people who are young in business just trying to crush it like me and you. Uh, I'm just, I'm the same as everybody out there listening. So if this has if this really has helped you, then then please share the show and, and leave us a rating and review. That would really mean a ton to us. If you liked it, share it on your Instagram story, and we'll uh, we'll repost it and share it there as well. So you can follow us on Instagram at Growing Green Landscapes. Uh, if you do want to get in touch with us there, it'll be in the link in the show notes. Uh, my email is there as well. If you ever want to reach out, just ask some questions or talk or connect or anything like that. If you would like to be on the show, maybe uh, you have a business that you want to get on the show and talk about, and you're young in business and you have some things, some points you think you can bring to the table, then shoot me a DM and let me know. We'll have a little conversation about it and, and see if we can get something lined up. But with that being said, we're going to wrap it up. Um, there's not really much anymore to say. Just uh, if you learn anything from this today, I hope it just taught you how to thrive in a recession and not just survive and help you can uh, take your business to the next level. So thank you for tuning in today and listening to the show. We look forward to catching up with everybody here on the next episode. Thanks for tuning in to the Growing Green Landscapes podcast. We know you have many other podcast options to choose from and don't take it for granted that you chose to spend some time with us today. You can connect with Jeremiah Jennings at Growing Green Landscapes on Instagram or use the link in the show description. Don't forget to smash the follow button on the podcast and leave those five-star ratings and reviews. We hope you crush it in your business and hope to catch you on our next episode.